0: This is the Casper and Chris Podcast.
1: From News Talk KBOI, Boise.
0: Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper
1: and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Good morning.
2: Monday morning? Mm hmm. Man, it's been a long time since I worked. Gonna have a gonna have a
3: five-day week this week i mean we need to file a complaint or something i mean if
2: we're lucky we'll have a five-day week yeah or unlucky depending on how you're looking at it Mm -hmm. (laughs) rick worthington in for mike casper again today it looks like i'll be here all week
3: mike is taking the week off to do some family stuff this week yes they had uh, an unfortunate uh, passing away in their family an in-law of his so i have uh you know been volunteered to come in. <laughs> You've been volunteered. I, I've
2: been I? volunteered. Sounds like the it's Army, doesn't it? They really volunteered me. We're really glad that you volunteered to be in early for Mike <laughs> all week. Okay. No problem. Uh, by the way, that's Chris Walton over there. Uh uh-huh. huh. Miss Elizabeth running the board again for at least part of the week. She says she doesn't know what she's doing either. It might be partial work week for her, too. I don't even know. Although, it'd just be one of, like, the 14 jobs that you work, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, good luck with that. <laughs>
3: It's, it's the gig economy. You she has lots know, of gigs.
2: You want to know what's really, really bad? It's 6 in the morning. You've already had so much coffee. You can't possibly have another dose. You know? <laughs> I say dose. You know what I mean?
3: you talking about yourself now?
2: I'm talking about myself. At uh-huh. 6 a.m., I had already been coffee'd out. That's when you know you're getting up too damn early.
3: Hey, uh, pow- Powerball is $650 million tonight.
2: I guess that means I didn't win if, the last two if, drives.
3: If we, uh, if, if we win tonight, we can stop getting up early. I'm going to get a ticket. And the Mega Millions is 480 million, which is just chump change.
2: It's not even worth buying a ticket for when there's
3: 600 and
2: some million on yeah. the
3: other end. I guess I'll buy both. Cash option 328.3 million on the uh, Powerball tonight. I could use and it. then they take taxes after that, but still, still you're left it. with enough to get by.
2: I could still use it. Uh it was very very hot over the weekend here in the Treasure Valley. I had uh, I had yard work that I had to get done this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, bought a new house earlier this year, and I have been putting off for a good long time, getting the backyard all ready and, and put in, and now it's time. So I have hydro seed coming this morning to put all the seed down and, and get grass growing back there finally, which will be nice because... I can't keep the dirt out of my house, right? When you've got a big backyard and it's just nothing but dirt, Mm -hmm. that wind blows in and it's just dust from here to there. I can't Mm -hmm. keep anything clean in there. So I finally got to the point where I needed to get the yard ready so that the hydro seed can come in. And I, of course, waited until the last minute, as we do. So I had to get bags of... uh, Poop Mm -hmm. and topsoil to put down because I I basically had a home built on a rock quarry. (laughs) Not even kidding, I could pick rock out of that yard for the next three weeks and
3: still not get all the rock out of there. I mean, I would I would basically just be digging down. Is there a, a sign on your block that says "Caution: Digging is well difficult"? So I I made a rock garden because I didn't have anywhere else to put all that rock.
2: So I was like, well, this is a good spot for a rock garden.
3: (laughs) And they're growing? It's
2: it's, uh, all weekend that rock garden grew. But I I had one of those episodes where I had to get the topsoil manure compost material, put it all out across the yard, spread it out. We got the sprinklers put in. My good friend TC and his son helped me do that, which is
3: to say I, I paid them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank you, fellas.
3: Yeah, they helped.
2: <laughs> they well they did. it Well, yeah, they, they got it done.
3: Can't say they didn't
2: help, because they did. So today's the day the hydro seed goes in. But the point I'm trying to make is that it was so dang hot yesterday. How hot was it? It was it was hot to the point where no punchline intended here. I uh-huh. got dizzy. At at one point I just had sweat and worked too hard and started getting dizzy. It was like well, this is sure sign that maybe heat stroke is coming. With me, it's a sure sign that I just stood up from a chair. Oh. <laughs> I was a little more active than that. Well, okay. But uh, I did go inside, take a cold shower, lay down for a while, had a sandwich, drank a whole bunch of water, threw down some electrolytes and all, all the things. <laughs> And then three hours later, got back up and finished the job outside. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, if you are working outside this week, you are going to be looking at temperatures in the mid to upper 90s, possibly up to 100 or better. I know that Saturday, Sunday, it looks like we could be in the 100s this coming weekend, I'm saying. So be very careful. Uh, Also, there are so many people out there that have to do construction and or you know guys that work for itd that are out there working on the roads and mm-hmm. sitting on the pavement when it's 100 degrees it feels like it's 140 degrees hey, they're
3: professionals they know how to sit on they pavement. do
2: they know what they're doing but give those guys a break i mean the the construction manager that sits in the pickup with the ac running all day long i don't feel as sorry for him but the guys that he's supervising that are out there working, there was these yeah. poor guys. There's construction in my neighborhood. They, they're working on things where if they're not covered up, it's hazardous. So they've got hoodies on and pants on and work boots covered head to toe. And it's 100 degrees and they just have to be melting. And I just felt I felt bad for him. I. Brought little bottles of water out. Thin guys, are they? Yeah, there wasn't a lot of weight on them. Or they were on a hell of a weight loss plan. Hey, I got it. Let's go do construction this summer. I mean, you remember back in the day, the wrestlers had to
3: wear the those outfits that would make you sweat, and you'd, you'd go run. Oh, yeah. You'd run off. Well, I, I always remember that in high school, on the, like the day uh, of weigh-ins, you know, uh, that... Uh, we'd be down at the gym or something, and there'd be members of the wrestling team be, would be skipping class and just running laps in what looked like parkas. Yeah. You know, trying it, to it make weight. It turns out that's not very healthy. Well, just, well, just, yeah, because <laughs> basically they were, they were just trying to get rid of water weight. Yeah. Yeah, that's not uh,
2: it's not the best thing for you, as it turns out. But a lot of people do that to try and make weight. And I get that. But yeah, it's it's not... Strictly speaking, the best thing you can do for yourself. 6.15, it's time that we jump into sports this morning. There's an awful lot happening from over the weekend. We'll start today with uh, good news. Pork belly is opening up in 45 minutes. That's always good news. Yeah, it is good news. Stopped in and had a little chicken fried steak over the weekend. Still my favorite ever. The things are huge. Huge. And the gravy is delicious. And everything else tastes just the way it's supposed to, but Chick-Fried Steak is the star of the show. You'll like it. Stop by. They open up in 45 minutes at the Pork Belly in downtown CUNA. How about the Mariners taking on the Astros over the weekend?
4: The way, swinging a line drive into the gap in the left center field. Julio off to the races. Running third, being waved in. He'll score. France running second, heading for third. The throne to second. And it's bobbled by Devon. The throw was there in time. Teoscar Hernandez with a break sliding into second base. It'll be a double for Teoscar, and the Mariners have the lead. One to nothing here in the top of the
2: fourth inning. And the call on Cairo Radio. That RBI double gave the Mariners a one-nothing lead over the Astros. It was the top of the fourth, but they would need more, and they would get more.
4: Two on, one out, one in. The stretch. And the pale pit, swinging a line drive into right center field. That's going to get the job done. Here comes Ty in the score. Rounding third, Tasker Hernandez, he'll score. Kelnick hustling into second, the throw to second, not in time. Jared Kelnick with a two-run double into the gap in right center field. And it's now the Mariners three and the Astros nothing.
2: All right, Mariners, with the 3-1 win over the Astros, they pull one game ahead of five hundred heading into the All-Star break. The Mariners actually also pushing themselves into third place over the Angels with that win as well. Good job, Seattle. By the way, the Rangers 52-39, and 39, the Astros 50-41. and 41. Seattle six games out of first place going into the break. Who is the best team in baseball right
3: now, would you think? Well, I would have said Tampa Bay a week ago but yep. uh, they've lost what six out of seven or seven, yeah, out they of eight did or something like they, that.
2: They've they've won,
3: uh, so maybe Atlanta. three out of their last ten games. I, was gonna, I would say maybe Atlanta, yeah. but they're the ones that you the Atlanta Tampa Braves Bay actually. Yesterday, but yeah, the Braves though
2: are sixty and twenty nine, right. the best record in baseball, and they won eight of their last ten games. Although they lost yesterday, still a good right. good winning percentage at sixty and twenty nine. There, number one in the National League and uh, number one overall in baseball right now. KBOI Newstime is
0: 6.17. Day from 10 to 1. It's Dan Bongino.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. 624 News Talk
2: KBOI. Rick Worthington in for Mike Casper this week along with Chris Walton. Um, Neither of us is looking
3: for a job right now, which is, uh, you know, nice. I mean, fortunate. Whatever, you, maybe you're not. <laughs> <laughs> if you are looking for something uh, to uh, be gainfully employed in, uh, might I suggest the hotel business? Hotels nationwide are offering incentives to fill more than 100,000 open positions amid the busy summer travel season, according to a recent announcement from the American Hotel and Lodging Association. Among uh, hoteliers nationwide, 82% say they're experiencing a staff shortage. 82% of hotels, Mm -hmm. four out of every five. And to combat this, 75% of respondents are increasing wages, yay. 64% are offering greater flexibility with hours. 36% are expanding benefits, according to uh, a national survey conducted by the uh, Hotel and Lodging Association. Uh, Regardless, 87% say they're still unable to fill open positions no matter what they do. The most critical staffing need, housekeeping or hotel maids. Does anybody else think that maybe that has
2: something to do with the crackdown at the border? Does <laughs> oh, anybody else want to just be the person It's, it's, it's a possibility
3: that? considering that, uh, yeah, a lot of the people who uh, come across the border are ones that end up taking hotel-made jobs.
2: And people that go out and work in the, in the agriculture business, work mm-hmm. in the fields. I mean, yes, there is. Probably, I'm not saying that's the only reason by any means, but those are jobs that not many of us want to do. Yeah, And people that come across the border
3: who are need just work anxious and to get a
2: job, just anxious to get a job,
3: whatever they need to do. And I wish there was a
2: better answer to people coming across the border so that they could do it legally.
3: Man, I wish there was a better solution to that. I mean, imagine. I mean, we, could, we we could work one out, but it's it's undoubtedly I mean, not, here's not terribly easy or they would have done it by instead now. Instead
2: of the seven or eight bills that were cracking on in the LGTBQ community, that we have seven or eight bills that actually try and help people come across the border legally. Or not. Or not. I mean, I'm just saying, there's a problem there. We, but, we need to have right of refusal as <laughs> well. <laughs> I, I really... I really have to say, though, that of the people that do work in that industry, mm-hmm. housekeeping are so underpaid, so undervalued. I mean, when's the last time you went into a hotel room and said, wow,
3: this place looks great? Uh, Portland, about two and a half years ago. Did you? Yeah. It was very expensive, so it had to look great. Very expensive hotels probably pay their help a little bit better. Uh, One would hope.
2: I would hope. I don't know the answers here. I'm just speculating that maybe the crackdown at the border does have some effects on people in those industries. Mm
3: -hmm. Uh, Farmers would say so. Coming up, I'll I'll mention this too. This is another thing about uh, hiring practices and whatnot. There's a Los Angeles restaurant that uh, they're getting hate mail and threats of protests because on their bill people have started noticing that there is a 4% surcharge that's listed for uh, it's listed for employee health care. Ah.
2: Well, we'll discuss that and uh, many other stories, local news on the way for you coming up. KBY News Time is 627.
1: Broadcasting from the Empire Tidal Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 634
2: News Talk KBOI. Uh, once again, temperature's going to be very, very hot this week. We're in the mid to upper 90s, pretty much all week long, and then could be near 100 uh, this coming weekend. Mm-hmm. Twilight Criterium held in Boise over the weekend. Yeah, it looked like a lot of fun. Looked like a lot of people were out there enjoying that. I think that's terrific. Although, again, in the mid-upper 90s, you got to find some shade in order to you yeah. know, sit and watch the race. Some people bringing their own shade.
3: Some people just finding a tree and kind of camping yeah, out. And, and there were people who, uh, if, if you were sitting right on the curb, uh, every time the uh, riders went by, you got a breeze. Which is nice. That was on TV last night. They said, "Well, yeah, it was really cool." Every time they went by, I was like, "Ooh,
2: thank you. Come again." <laughs> yeah, uh, folks. I'm just trying to say that it's going to be hot all week long. The local weather forecast says that uh, yeah, we'll we'll be in the, the upper 90s, and we've also jumped into that portion of the year where it seems like you're going to have wildfires. Fire departments are all very, very busy. They're jumping out to different things. So if you're going to go out, you're going to look for places where you can cool off by the river, things like that. A lot of people go up into the mountains and go camping. Totally get that, but be careful. If you're hauling a trailer or something, make sure that the chains don't drag because the chains can spark. And then all of a sudden you've got a wildfire. Don't take your, some people, I my dad did this once drove his pickup out into the weeds to, you know, we were camping. So he drives out into an area where we're going to camp and parks too close to where they had all these weeds. And so the weeds caught fire because the truck was as hot as fire, you know? Mm, Right. Yeah.
3: Lots of ways to start a fire. You got to be very careful out there. I was like what Gallagher said. He says, "How can a forest fire start from like a, a discarded cigarette?" He says, "I can't get anything going in my hibachi with kerosene
2: and hand grenades." <laughs> we'll take a break here. We'll be right back. KBY news time is six thirty six.
0: It's 670 KBOI on Alexa. First, say Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then, when you want to listen, say Alexa, open 670 KBOI.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Six forty-two on News Talk
2: KBOI. Along with Chris Walton, I'm Rick Worthington. It's already 70 degrees outside here in Boise. It was a little warmer, actually, when I came in this morning around 3. It was like 75. Yeah. Well, it's cooled off a little bit. That's great. Mm -hmm. Still going to be hot. Saw this story, and I don't know if you want to say, well, karma. Do you remember former U.S. gymnastics doctor Larry Nassar? Nasser? Uh, Nasser? Uh, Nasser? I, I, I do. I believe he's been in jail for some time. He has been visiting the Gray Bar Hotel. He was convicted of sexually assaulting all those USA Gymnastics team members. hmm. Not a real nice guy. Uh, he was assaulted in prison overnight. Is that right? Uh huh. This, according to two sources familiar with the situation, ABC News reporting, we don't know exactly what happened. We know that he's in prison. Yeah. And we know that he was assaulted. Yeah. And sometimes that assault in prison means he dropped the soap. I, I really don't know what happened. I'm speculating here, and I'll, I'll quit doing that. Yeah. Could have been stabbed, could have been hit. Here's what we know. Here's what we know. And this is universally true in prison. And you hear about this all the time. If you are convicted of messing with kids and you go to prison and they put you in the general population, you are not treated well. Word to the wise. Guys, don't mess
3: with kids. yeah, don't mess with women either. Well, if somebody's wise then you probably don't have to, to tell them that. but yeah it's 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 good advice anyway. Do not mess with kids because if you go to the general
2: population, you're gonna get dealt with. And I think that's what he is finding out now the hard way, so to speak. The extent of his injuries are unknown. We understand that he's in stable condition. He was convicted, though, of state and federal charges for sexually assaulting members of the USA Gymnastics team. He's serving his sentences, which total hundreds of years at a prison in Florida. ABC says this is a developing story. Stand by for updates. Well, I don't know that we need an update. I don't know that I need anything more than that. How about...
1: Other news in sports
2: (laughs) that doesn't deal with that. That was disturbing.
3: Yeah, no no matter how you look at it, that's going to be disturbing.
2: All right, something happened over
3: the weekend. I can't imagine a non-disturbing prison assault story.
2: Yeah, no kidding. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver unveiling the format for the new mid-season tournament that will take place this year. More on that in a moment. First, I've got to tell you that sports is brought to you by the Pork Belly in downtown CUNA where they'll open up in about 15 minutes. Coffee is delicious. Just the coffee that they make every day. But you can also get much foofier coffee. If You're looking, what do they call it? Hip that's drips? The, At the Yeah, hip drips. Hip and, drips. And neat eats is what they have there. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for a coffee on the way to work, you're in CUNA, they've got a drive through window. You stop in, you get your coffee, and you take off. Or if you're smarter... You'll order your coffee inside and sit down and have some breakfast. Just saying. Stop by the pork belly today. So what did Adam Silver unveil? A new mid-season tournament that will take place this year. And here's what he had to say about it. So this is a concept
5: that has been rumbling around the league office for about 15 years and we spent a lot of time with our competition with our players association our players and our teams figuring out just what the right format would be what's interesting it's not a new concept in sports for those who follow particularly international soccer it's a long tradition of having in-season tournaments, mid-season tournaments, different kinds of cups throughout the year so we thought What a perfect opportunity for a global league like the NBA, and it's a perfect fit for our game. All 30 teams will participate in this in-season tournament, so every single team has a chance to win this cup. We chose Las Vegas to host the semifinals and final game because this city knows how to host big events. That's why you're on here. Does
2: anybody recall the conversation we had last week about sports in Las Vegas? How everybody (laughs) wants to be in Las Vegas right now?
3: the NBA found a way, didn't they? Right next door to the sports book. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Does anybody think a basketball tournament in Las Vegas isn't going to draw a lot of betting? I'm sure it will. Especially for the people that want to go and attend. I mean, hopefully players won't get involved because that's no no it's also called hypocrisy but you know what i'm saying kboi news time 648
0: listen to kboi online go to kboi.com and click the listen live button now back
1: to mike casper and chris walton this is casper and chris live and local on news talk kboi
2: now 707 on news talk kboi rick worthington in or mike casper all week long, I'm sad to say. <laughs> yeah, And Chris is,
3: too. Uh, let's but Chris see. is here,
2: though. Hi, Chris. Hi.
3: John wrote in to say, hooray, it's snowing in July at the White House. <laughs> talking about the uh, bag of cocaine that was discovered. <laughs> Apparently, it was found in a place where people are uh, supposed to, you know, empty their pockets and go through a metal detector. And so, it's, basically, it looks like somebody emptied their pocket and Realized they had uh,
2: ah crap. I had coke,
3: cocaine in there, and uh, dropped it on the floor. Whoops! Uh, the uh, in the Onion, you know the parody newspaper. I love the Onion. It by said the way. Uh, one of the headlines was uh, "White Powder Found at White House Turns Out to Be Joe Biden," <laughs> <laughs> which I just thought was interesting. I saw uh,
2: Joe Biden had done an interview, and I, I don't know who it was with, but he was defending his age. During the interview, I was like, "Well, man, there's—you really got to work
3: hard to say
2: I'm only ninety-five. What are you talking about? <laughs> Come on, man!"
3: I would have just said, "Well, what is it you'd like me to do about my age?"
4: I feel I'd, I'd
3: reverse it if I could.
4: I'm a spry old guy.
3: <laughs> uh, somebody wrote in that they didn't uh, sign it, but it says, uh, "Crack down at the border. What crack is Rick on?" there's never been so many people crossing into our country the number is in the hundreds of thousands every month if not every week there's millions of new illegals since biden took office maybe if you didn't pay so much attention to sports you'd know what is really going on in our country oh
2: oh i i appreciate that perspective i i really was talking more about the crackdown at the border that trump implemented because during that crackdown is when those jobs started to fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about workers It started to become more difficult to, it, yeah, it would, to hire
3: people to do minimum wage jobs. And
2: if you're, if you're in the country illegally, and you want to stay in the country illegally, taking a job <laughs> at the hotel that doesn't pay very much, might that you agree. could get in yeah. trouble with, it's probably not a real good idea. Especially if you
3: think there's any chance in the world that Trump might return to office Doug wrote there could in be another crackdown Just Doug wrote in to say basically the same thing only shorter he says crackdown at the border did I miss something we didn't mean today. I guess
2: I wasn't very clear I guess I wasn't very clear but that's all right yeah that's all right I I do understand that point you're you're right you're absolutely right you two that wrote in crackdown not occurring
3: at the border right now I was gonna mention this uh The owner of a highly acclaimed Los Angeles restaurant said his staff is receiving hate mail and threats of protests after a local podcaster called out the 40-seat bistro this week on social media for adding a 4% surcharge. The fee listed on the check covers the cost of health care for employees at Alimento, an Italian restaurant in the historic Silver Lake neighborhood of Los Angeles. Dave Anthony, a comedian with the podcast The Dollop, took issue with a surcharge and a $3 water donation fee and posted his ire on Twitter on July 3rd. Lots of, I'll say BS, going on here, including charging for tap water. Illegal, Anthony tweeted after receiving his bill. Is it illegal to charge for tap water? I don't think it is. You can charge somebody for coming in and just you're drinking. you drink a water.
2: restaurant, you give them a glass full of water. Uh, well, I think yeah. you can charge whatever you want
3: for At the bottom of the bill, the restaurant stated that a service charge is added to each check, so we may offer our staff health insurance. Please notify your server if you would like this removed. It's unclear if Anthony asked the restaurant to remove the surcharge. He could not be reached for comment. The post went viral, eliciting dozens of responses, with several people criticizing Alimento for adding a surcharge. Rather than just raising menu prices, some questioned if the owner would cancel an employee's health insurance on a slow night. So if the restaurant has a slow day or you opt out, do staff not get health insurance that day, one person wrote. So I, I,
2: I understand that there are plenty of restaurants out there that already add the gratuity to your bill. So when they, when they bring you your ticket, you're at your table. Especially for large parties. Right you're going to have 20% added on no matter what. And this isn't with all restaurants, but I understand. I always plan on tipping 20% when I go and I'm I'm actually getting service. Mm-hmm. The places I don't like to tip are places where, say I go to a coffee shop and I order a coffee and or a muffin or something. They're already made. They pour the coffee cuz i'm never i don't buy designer coffee i don't i don't get a mocha i don't get a latte i don't get a blended drink i get a cup of coffee and a muffin and if you reach into the to the glass counter and you pick up the muffin and you set it in front of me and you physically hand me a cup of coffee that you just you just poured I don't feel like that's something you need to tip for it's i'm at the counter i'm i'm not mm-hmm. sitting down i'm not getting service Nobody's running things back and forth from the kitchen to me. So that those there, are circumstances where I say tipping probably isn't warranted.
3: There are different opinions about tipping, but I've read uh, articles and things like that about tipping etiquette. And tipping etiquette uh, would indicate that if you're going for fast food, uh, you know, whether it's you're, you're inside like a subway or you're going through the drive through or whatever, but you just don't tip. That's right. You don't tip at fast food and there are fast food workers who i've seen who complain bitterly that nobody ever tips them but according to the etiquette you just don't and there are a lot of things like i mean do you tip your barber because you're paying your barber anyway right mm-hmm. or do you tip uh, you know the uh, the postman do you tip you know who who do you tip and who do you not tip uh, there are lots of rules and some industries exist on on tipping and others uh, you know, a tip is just a big surprise. Anytime I sit at a table and I'm being waited on, mm-hmm. I tip every
2: time that that's a situation where you got to tip. Even if you're sitting at the counter at like, uh, like we've gone to breakfast at several places sure.
3: and there's a counter. If you're going to sit at the counter and they're going to serve you, you there, but if you go through, you still get tip. If you go through cafeteria style, you know, and push your own tray and stuff yeah. like that. And then, uh, most people do not tip. And, uh, Uh, You, uh, according to the etiquette, you're not required to, but you can if you want. Well, I think you can
2: always tip if you want to. Sure. I'm just saying. I I would love to know more about it, but I understand that, you know, anytime service is being rendered, 20% is a good rule of thumb. I get really good service, I like to do 25%. For many years, it was 15. Was it? It was standard. And before that, it was 10 My mom was always big on doubling the tax as a tip. I was like, "Mom, that's way off." But I don't know. Maybe my mom was cheapskate. I don't know. It was over ten if you do it. But Uh, let's go. Let's hit sports here. Seven fifteen. Brought to you by the Pork Belly. They're open, by the way. We're talking about coffee. Good coffee at the Pork Belly in downtown Cuna. You can hit the drive-through window on your way to wherever it is you're going, but they are open. Kitchen's doing its thing. Food, good. You should tip your waitresses there, too, by the way. They do really good work. Or your, or your servers, as it your were. Your servers. Tip your servers, folks. Pork belly in downtown CUNY. Um Gold medalist and women's soccer league star Megan Rapino announcing that she will retire following the 2023 World Cup and end the National Women's Soccer League season. Uh, rapino won Olympic gold in 2012, two World Cup victories, 2015 and 2019, three Women's Soccer League shields, and holds the club record for the reign in goals at 48. And she just recently said this. And Miss Elizabeth, I want to play this sound. Can we play it?
0: I know that I'm I'm really lucky to be in this position that I get to have agency over the end of this really beautiful part of my life and so in a way I feel like um, it's a little bit of borrowed time and um, something I feel really grateful for and really excited about it is my career and it's my words to say and uh, I just wanted to make sure that I had you know the moment to take time and to say what I wanted to say and um, also I wanted to do it prior to the World Cup I think I've been asked like a thousand times, you know, it's like obviously I'm not going to be playing the next one. My God, that would be a whole scene. Um, <laughs> so it felt weird to, to not say it. I want to go into that last one, you know, knowing that for myself and, and having that be out there. So that was important to me also.
2: Pretty big deal, though, for women's soccer because Rapino is one of the most known names in soccer, both men's and women's soccer here in the United States. Probably even more well-known than most of the men. Are playing right now, but this is it. She'll play in the World Cup and then she'll be done. KBUI news time is seven seventeen.
1: Time for the morning market report,
0: powered by CapEd Credit Union,
1: keeping you informed about your money before the market opens.
0: Sponsored by Tree
1: City Advisors on News Talk KBOI Boise.
2: Day twenty three, Jeremiah Bates joins us here this morning. On a morning where I have no idea what's going on with the Dow these days, uh, it's up, it's down,
6: it's man, it's crazy to follow sometimes. How you doing this morning, man? Hey, no complaints. Monday sunshine, I think we got a nice warm, warm slate of weather uh, on the on the horizon, so it's all good. But no, dude, it's called <laughs> ninety-five. I mean, that's not
2: warm. That's like blistering,
6: blistering. Oh, all right. I'm making a mountain right. out of a mole here. Rick. No, no maybe. I mean we're, we're looking at futures. I'm full I mean, of drama.
2: They- Leave me alone. <laughs>
6: <laughs> They're basically flat. And, and, and we're coming off a shortened week last week, obviously with the fourth of July. We had some economic data in the form of jobs coming through that, you know, shook the markets a little bit. They were losing it was a losing week last week across the board, whether looking at the Dow Jones, the S P five hundred as or or the Nasdaq. So now we're moving into a new trading week. Again, it's basically flat right now, but it is a busy week in the terms of information that we're going to receive. So Wednesday morning, we get the consumer price index for the month of June, which, of course, all eyes are on month over month because that's a key indicator of where the next movement is going to be from the Federal Reserve. Now, after that, we also have the producer price index, which is out on Thursday, which is just another form of uh, data coming through, which will give us some insight on inflation. So not only do we have... Significant inflation data coming out this week. We also kick off the second quarter of earnings season. We're going to see the largest financial institutions. You have J.P. Morgan, Wells Fargo, Citibank, BlackRock. You also have Delta Airlines, Pepsi. All these companies are going to kick off the next round of earnings that are going to come through. Now, you got to remember, quarter one earnings that we had most recently they largely held up now on the, on the argument to that is that you had analysts down. I mean, essentially lowering their earning expectations. So that's why we saw a, basically a surprise to the upside. Now the question becomes, Will that be the case for second quarter? Yet to be seen, but again, this is going to give us some insight as well of, as far as these consumer staple stocks. Like I, I like to pay attention to Pepsi, Coca Colas, your retailers like Walmart. I'm always interested to see their earnings reports. Not so much what they produced in the past, but what their forward-looking guidance is, and give us some insight of what the uh, back half of this year is going to hold. But again. I got a feeling this week could be a little bit choppy. If we see a, if we see inflation data come in higher than anticipated, I think we see much of what we saw last week, especially in reaction to the jobs report. If we see high inflation, I think we might see a little bit of a pullback in the market again. Would it be surprised to see some profit taking? But I don't think that's going to catch anyone off guard. If there's one thing that I think uh, the second half of this year will bode for investors. Is it will be a it will be volatile, it will be a bit choppy, but um, again, that is a feature of the market, not a bug.
2: All right, thank you very much for your time. We'll check out the market in another hour. Okay, thanks, gents. Good, good. Jeremiah Bates, there he goes. Seventy four outside. News is on the way. It's next. KBOI News Time is seven twenty six.
1: Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are our News Talk KBOI.
2: It's 734 on News Talk KBOI, 76 outside, Rick Worthington in, or Mike Casper this week. Mm -hmm. Chris Walton is here. We have a, we're less than an hour away from a damn near impossible question today. And a $50 gift card on the line. Where is it for again? It uh, is for Blaze Pizza. That's right. I love Pizza. I like Blaze Pizza.
3: Mm -hmm. I could do that. Somebody wanted to know, is that the same place that makes blazed potato chips? Now, that's no, that's Lay's. No.
2: Um, yeah, that's
3: completely different.
2: <laughs> the blazed potato chips, those are edibles. You'll find
3: those in Ontario. No, oh, there we
2: go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Teasing.
3: Uh, uh, did, did Texas you... Governor Greg Abbott began installation of his floating border on the Rio Grande River on Friday. The floating border is made up of large buoys, and is placed near Eagle Pass, a migration point on the river. Underneath the uh, buoys, there's a layer of webbing to prevent people from swimming underneath the border. Abbott and other Texas officials hope the buoy border will deter migrants from crossing the dangerous river into the U.S. Many organizations are against the border, including the uh, Texas chapter of the American Civil Liberties Union. Uh, David Donati An attorney for the Texas ACLU called the floating border the latest in a chain of gifts from the state to private contractors to fuel the governor's manufactured crisis at the border. That's interesting. They're not big fans. I guess not. Yeah, I guess not. I was going to
2: share with you a story from uh, ABC before I saw this about uh, Chris Christie. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie is uh, called estimates of tens of thousands of people attending former President Trump campaign rallies as absurd. Fox News' Shannon Brame asking Christie on Fox News Sunday to weigh in on local authorities in South Carolina estimating that one of Trump's recent rallies there had been attended by about 50,000 people. And he said that's absurd. He said that Trump rallies are meant to serve Trump not the American people. 50,000 is absurd, he told her. But I'm not going to get into an argument about that. Here's why he doesn't care about the American people, he droned on for an hour and a half yesterday in Iowa. He lied about the farm deal with the Chinese. They haven't even complied with a quarter of what they agreed to Donald Trump to do in terms of buying soybeans and other things from the farmers of Iowa. He spent the rest of the time talking about his own indictment. This is not somebody who's fighting for the American people and their future. This
3: is all about his ego.
2: Christie, as you know, is not a very big Donald
3: Trump fan. He's also running against him for president. He
2: is definitely running against him. He's been a very big critic, though, and repeatedly said that Republicans will lose the White House if they once again nominate Trump in the primary. Said Sunday that Trump's campaign is for himself and himself only. And not in it for the American people at all. Uh, That's Chris Christie speaking. Chris Christie, as far as conservatives go, pretty dang conservative. Chris Christie was offered a job. What was it the the job? Was it Trump offered him a job at the White House? But I don't remember if it was. I don't remember what the job was right offhand. Do you agree? I'll figure it out. KBOI News Time is 738.
0: Drive home live
1: and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. 744
2: now on News Talk KBOI. Rick Worthington in for Mike Casper this week. We'll open up phone lines for you here coming up, 208 336 3700 1-800-529-KBOI or pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We always have a damn near impossible question for you, so we'll have that in the 8 o'clock hour. Um,
3: Major League Baseball All-Star break now, right?
2: hmm All-Star means- games
3: tomorrow. The uh, home run hitting contest is tonight. Might as well hit that in
2: sports. Let's jump into it. 745 anyway. Brought to you by the Pork Belly in downtown CUNA. coffee windows open you're smart what you do is you go sit down at the counter right in front of the kitchen and you shout out to chef wally it's in there hey i bet you can't make the best bacon ever and then he'll like wait what and then he'll try and make the best bacon ever it's it's really you just got to get in his head a little bit but the food's pretty good when you do that so give that a shot pork belly in downtown cuna Major League Baseball All-Star break, as we said, is now underway. And the Home Run Derby is tonight. Who is in the Home Run Derby? Mm, not maybe some of the guys you want to see hit. No John Carlo, No
3: Aaron Judge. Really? No. Seems like Aaron Judge should be in every Home Run Hitting mm-hmm. contest.
2: Maybe should be, but... See, a lot of the guys that already have that big contract Mm -hmm. don't really need to do the home run derby now. Maybe the (laughs) fans would like to see it, but meh I don't really care. So you won't see them. Mariners fans though did get to see their team get over five hundred after a big victory yesterday.
4: The pitch on the way. swinging a line drive into the gap in the left center field. Julio off to the races. Running third, being waved in. He'll score. France running second, heading for third. The throw into second, and it's bobbled by Devon. The throw was there in time. Teoscar Hernandez with a break, sliding into second base. It'll be a double for Teoscar, and the Mariners have the lead. One to nothing here in the top of the fourth inning. It was a good fourth inning, as it turned out, for the M's. Two on, one out, one in. The stretch. And the Pale Pitch swinging a line drive into right center field. That's going to get the job done. Here comes Ty and the score. Rounding third, Tasker Hernandez. He'll score. Kelnick hustling into second. The throw to second, not in time. Jared Kelnick with a two run double into the gap in right center field. And it's now the Mariners three and the Astros nothing.
2: And the Astros would only score one. The bullpen held it together. And Seattle gets a 3 1 win. They go to the All-Star break in third place, one game better than the Angels. The Angels have more losses, but the same number of wins. But mm-hmm. percentage-wise, that'll move you up. Of course, the Angels still without Mike Trout for what another seven weeks. Yeah, mm. that's gonna hurt. Tough times for them. The Mariners, a game above five hundred and now in third place behind the Astros, who they beat three to one. KBOI News time is seven forty-seven.
0: For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBOI.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: 753 now in News Talk KBOI. Appreciate you hanging out with us. I'm Rick, I'm in for Mike Casper today. So if I say something that offends you, don't blame it on Chris. <laughs> and don't blame it on Mike. You know, we might
3: be able to see the northern lights on Thursday? Yeah, on Thursday. I read that. There's going to be a solar storm, and it's expected to make the northern lights visible in 17 different states, including Idaho, uh, pretty much all the the most northern states. So I I don't know if we're going to be able to see it down here in Boise. I did see Boise on the list of cities that possibly could see it.
2: Okay. I did see that. Here's what I don't know, and... I believe me if you know the answer I'd love to hear it. Phone line for you at 208-336-3700. When do you go out and start looking? Do you just have to go out um, after it gets dark and well, ho- they, all
3: night that you see it? The, and there's going to be a 4-hour window apparently from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. and it doesn't get okay. dark till about two, till about 10 p.m. around here this time of year. So 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. uh local time is the best time to uh to see it. I, I just don't know how. I mean this you know this far south, I don't know how how uh, spectacular it's going to be. Not like a trip to Iceland. Sure. And
2: I mean you don't want to go to Iceland right now because it doesn't get dark at all there. I don't right really now. ever want to go to Iceland. But. I mean better than Greenland because well, that I, I mean that's the irony that Iceland actually has green and Greenland has nothing but ice. Mhm
3: advertising that's called irony folks
2: (laughs) um in any case sometimes the northern lights are the type of thing that you can't see it with the naked eye you can only see it through a certain lens as i've been told i don't know how exactly that that works i did not know if you want to see the northern lights sometimes the only way you can really do it is if you have a you're recording yeah. it um, with whatever device it is you have. I don't necessarily know
3: that your iPhone essentially takes thir- care of this. Thursday night around ten, if you want to see the northern lights, go outside. Yeah, look to the north. I mean, maybe take a compass, figure out exactly hey, that's where, where you'll find the northern lights. Where, where the do north. north is
2: <laughs> to the north. Yeah, where do we look to the north?
3: And, and if you don't see them, you know that well, they, it just wasn't possible. Wasn't here. possible. Would be pretty cool though. That is for sure. But keep staring until two a.m.
2: and see that's the problem. <laughs> I I really that that's that's a bucket list item for me. Yeah, I want to see the Northern Lights. Mm-hmm. If I could do that from my own backyard, I would do it. But you'll have a lot of light pollution if you're in the Boise and Meridian area. So you probably want to be somewhere that you don't have as much light pollution, so you might be able to see better.
1: Just a heads up. Yeah, KBOI news time is seven fifty six. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. It's 07 News Talk KBOI.
2: Rick Worthington in for Mike Casper this week. Mike uh, with some personal family business to deal with this week, so uh, I will, um, you know, be mm-hmm. brought to the table, dragged, kicking and screaming and that's
3: just getting out of bed i know it's
2: not that bad a gig really
3: <laughs> unless your computer isn't working like mine's not it's weird it is john has written and we were talking about the uh, northern lights john says regarding aurora's load the app space weather it will tell you for your location to within 30 minutes Uh, of it being in the sky, talking about the northern lights, I think. that's cool. And then he says another app is Aurora Forecast. All are free. Just allow it to see your location. Also go up in the mountains, Bull Trout or Stanley Basin is best, or Bruno Sand Dunes. Yeah, good idea. Paul from Napa, thanks for holding on. How are you doing today,
2: Paul? good. Good morning to you. Thanks for taking my call. Sure thing. <clears throat>
7: yeah, you did have to bring up they took out cocaine out of the Coca Cola in 1904. That was the
2: worst thing they ever did.
7: Well, Hunter thought it was still in there, so that's why he was drinking it all that time. But
3: oh. hey, hey, yeah. good night, everybody.
7: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know that I don't think you'll ever find out who left that there, even though they got cameras every inch of that place. I think if, if there's anybody that's going to be able to to be involved in that and bringing it in and dropping it off. I hate to say it, but it's a secret service. And it's the same guys that guard Hunter back in his Malibu home as they are the ones that guard him when he goes up to Camp David after he leaves the White House. So, it's, it's, it's you know, it's probable that, that Hunter is responsible for that. But I don't think anybody will ever get any kind of punishment
2: for doing it. That, Sounds like you're bad. about to crash. Where are you? <laughs> <laughs>
7: Right next to the Napa Airport. All right,
2: uh-huh. be careful, man. <laughs> They're coming after you. <laughs> Thank you very yeah. much for calling today, Paul. I appreciate He's it. Calling from Ukraine this I morning. Know. <laughs> you know i i have I have plenty of theories about how the cocaine got there. I doubt that Hunter Biden has anything to do with it, but I understand why people are making jokes. I mean, I get it.
3: Yeah.
2: So if if I got the story right, there's a checkpoint where you have to you know show your badge, empty your pockets, security, right? Right. You go through a metal detector. Somebody gets up to the
3: line and reaches in their pocket like, oh, my God, I've got Coke in my pocket. Yeah. Which, by the way, wouldn't have been picked up by the metal detector. So dropping it if you did it on purpose. It may, may
2: not have been the right thing to do. Not the wisest
3: in thing in the world to do, but then again, having cocaine in your pocket when you're headed to the White House, or for that matter, anywhere else, i mean, probably also not the smartest thing in the world to do. Right. Correct. So
2: there's about a hundred different ways that that goes wrong, and who knows who it could have been. But I think Paul's right. There are cameras on every inch of that place. It would have to be kind of hard not to... Be able to go in and find out. I mean, I guess there's lots of stealthy ways to drop a bag of Coke if you don't want to get caught with it. I just don't know what they are right <laughs> Straight down would seem to be one. I mean, yeah. Would it be easy to conceal? God, I don't know.
3: I really don't. It's when you turn to the person behind you in line uh, and say, hey, hold this for me. 17 states in the U.S.
2: could get a glimpse at the northern lights this week thanks to a geomagnetic storm impacting the atmosphere midweek. The northern lights, or aurora borealis, will become visible in areas like Seattle, Des Moines, Iowa, Chicago, Cleveland, Boston, and Halifax on Wednesday. The KP Index, which measures global Auroral activity ranges from 0 to 9. It will be a KP5. Anything above KP5 rating means a geomagnetic storm will appear. Thursday, the aurora will intensify. I can't speak today. The aurora will intensify as the index increases, making the colorful lights more visible. That's according to the Geophysical Institute at the University of Alaska at Fairbank
3: which is pretty far north, as
2: universities go. Uh, I was looking through the cities that could see it, and here you go. Aurora Borealis will be visible across parts of Washington, Idaho, Vermont, Wyoming, New Hampshire, Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, Nebraska, Massachusetts, Maryland, Ohio, Wisconsin, Michigan, New York, Maine. (laughs) You heard Idaho in there, yes. Boise, is on a short list of cities that have high populations where you might be able to see the aurora Thursday night. What time do we get dark? Like 10, Around 10-ish. 10-ish? 10-ish anyone? <laughs> so you go out early in the evening,
3: early in the evening,
2: early at night,
3: mm-hmm.
2: when it gets dark, till about 2 a.m., that's your four-hour window, Chris Walton says. There we
3: go. And if you don't see it at 10, I would say stand there and stare. Stand until there and wait. I've done that, by the way. Uh, you the, might even start hallucinating. Well, and there, think you there see have it. been several times where they've
2: said to us, they, I mean the National Weather Service, or whoever mm-hmm. is in charge of these stories, say so you might be able to see it. Chances are not great. I mean, there's, there's probably just a greater chance that you won't see anything. But... There's a window where you might. So if it's on your bucket list and you don't want to go to Iceland or Alaska, maybe you get to see it. I did see a picture, though. I want to say it was KTVB that had a, somebody had a picture of the Northern Lights that Mm -hmm. they had taken from somewhere in, in Idaho, close to Boise, but it was in an area where there was very little light pollution. So out in the middle of the desert. Yeah, probably. on the middle. It wasn't in their backyard. You know, it wasn't in the middle of downtown or they were standing on top of a building taking pictures. This was mm-hmm. definitely somewhere where there was not much light pollution. All right. We'll take a break. We're going to have your damn near impossible question coming up here in a minute and a chance for a $50 gift card to Blaze Pizza. Is Blaze Pizza the place that LeBron is part owner of? I mean, the franchise is owned by somebody locally, but the the company overall, Blaze Pizza, I want to say that's a LeBron James investment.
3: Let's see. LeBron James is a part owner of Blaze Pizza, yes.
2: Yeah. I know a thing or two, apparently.
3: He's uh <laughs> Got a, he he owns about thirty-five to forty million dollars worth of the company. He invested in twenty twelve when it was just starting up, and now it has three hundred and forty locations in forty one states. Blaze Pizza. All right, we'll take
2: a break. We'll be right back. Damn near impossible question coming up. Right after this, KBUI news time is eight
1: fifteen tonight at 10 it's michael knowles now back to mike casper and chris walton this is casper and chris live and local on news talk kboi all right 823 rick worthington in for mike
2: casper chris walton's over there he's got the question we know we're playing for a 50 dollars gift card to blaze pizza though and we know that the lines are jammed because somebody thinks they know the answer anyway mm-hmm. so we'll repeat all the critical information here you go chris
3: It's uh, brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, here to promote your property worldwide. The number 47-ranked Berkshire Hathaway brokerage in the world. That covers three continents, 12 countries, and 1,500 brokerages. Call 208-888-4128. And the question, on this date, July 10th in 1985, the Coca-Cola company announced it would be bringing back the recently discontinued Coca-Cola formula as Coca-Cola Classic or Coke Classic. How many days had it been since they had, uh, with great fanfare, introduced new Coke as its replacement? And just get it within five days, and uh, I'll give it to you. Turns out new Coke wasn't real popular. <laughs> you remember people
2: washing new Coke down the drain? Yeah. Just dumping it out.
3: We don't want it. Blech. That was fun. Just because surveys say people want something doesn't, doesn't mean, they mean they really want, do, Yeah, as the people who made Edsels will tell you.
2: Brian, you're up first. Thanks for calling us this morning on News Talk KBOI. Hi, guys. I'm going to say
8: 79 days.
2: 79,
3: okay. days. 79 it's either, days. It's either 78 or 79. I will give it to you, and you are a winner. Nice job, Brian. Yeah, it was... It was just like a day or two over 11 weeks, and uh, they really could have done it earlier than that. (laughs) New Coke was uh, available for uh, five more years, and then they changed the name of it to Coke 2 in 1990 and kept it on the shelves for 12 more years, not very many shelves, and in 2002, it was uh, unceremoniously discontinued permanently.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I I remember trying and it wasn't very good. Mm. I mean, there were some people that didn't care for new coke there were some people that said that's ah, just fine and I was young enough to the point where I didn't really care it was a sugary drink and I was all about it <laughs> sugar doody, sugars doody, doody. good Aww, honey, honey Brian I'll put you on hold we'll get some info from you and hook you up all right uh, thanks right on hang on yeah new coke could have been labeled as anything I remember that was one of the One of the nice things about going to the grocery store with mom is that there was always a soda machine at the store. And for 25 cents, I could get a Shasta. All right. I could get a Shasta Cola.
3: And I didn't care if it was Shasta because it
2: was a sugary drink.
3: I I would tell you that I've had more Shasta than anything else in my life, except for that uh, I grew up drinking Craigmont, which was the Safeway brand at the time. Okay. Yeah.
2: And I mean, if Kirkland had a brand, I'd probably buy that every time I was at Costco myself. But you know what I'm saying. Congratulations, Brian. KBY Time is 826.
0: Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Monday morning, eight.
2: 39, Mike Casper is out this week. I'm Rick Worthington, filling in for my man. Little family business running for the Caspers this week. We're wishing him well, thinking Mm -hmm. about him. Chris Walton's over there. I am. How are
3: you doing today, buddy? Can't complain. Did you have a nice weekend, though? It wasn't bad. Did you do anything, uh, or did you just kind of hang out? uh, I just... Well, we did a lot of stuff around the house. actually got quite a few things done had a boy, uh, much like yourself, I was doing some outdoor work. Oh, I just hate yard work so much and
2: uh right now, i just yeah.
3: we're done. we're just starting you know to seed and uh and fertilize our lawn as well, just mm-hmm. like you, except that ours isn't brand new. Ours just died last year
5: so mm. it's
3: kind oh. of brand new but sort of not brand new to you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we got all the we got all the weeds killed, but now we need something green to fill in those patches. I moved into a new home uh, in about February,
2: and through February and March and a good piece of April, we weren't able to do anything. It was just too wet. Can't plant when you know you've got standing water everywhere. And uh, where we purchased our home, it's kind of out by the New Owyhee High School out there off McDermott. Okay. And I I really like being out there. The issue is, is that yard of mine is 90% rock, 10% dirt. It's like I'm living in a rock quarry. It's crazy. So my friend and his son helped put in sprinkler lines, Mm -hmm. and they brought out a trencher to which they, after about 40 minutes, decided... We can't use this anymore. We got to go get a bigger trencher. (laughs) There were too many rocks. Wow. So we got out the bigger trencher, which did a much better job and also churned up enough rock for me to make a little rock garden on the side of the house.
3: Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I'm hauling rock everywhere, right? I like rock gardens because there's no pressure because, you know, they're not going to grow. So, you know, know, it's
2: not a big deal. No, the only issue is just making sure the weeds stay out. If they do grow, that's weird. Correct. It also saved me from having to go get a bunch more rock to put in on the side of the house. Sounds great. But point is, I've been waiting to get the yard taken care of, and now it's time. <laughs> I got the hydro seed guy coming in this morning. In fact, he might already be there my place today. And I had to put topsoil down, you know, with the fertilizer already in it. And by that, I mean cow poop. Yeah. Great smelling stuff. Um, so I had to put out a good layer of topsoil down over the rocky dirt in my backyard. Have the sprinklers all working. Got all that done. So they're coming into Hydra Seed today. But the moral of the story is I didn't pay attention to how hot it was going to be when I started this process. Mm-hmm. And I I overdid it yesterday really bad. Physically. Physically, over, I, I was out in the sun far too long. It's not like I do this every day. And I looked at my end game as I've got to get this done today or I'm going to have to tell the Hydra C guy to come back another time again. It's not like I haven't done that three times already. So went out, got all the yard work done, about died in the process. Damn near died. No, not really. But I, I did get dizzy at one point. It's like, okay, it's time to time to listen to my body and go lay down for a bit. I did finish the job a few hours later, and, you know, it's all done. All right.
3: But it was not easy to get up today. My I God. Don't, I don't give myself real strict goals. With me, it's like, if I don't get this done today, then I'll get it done some other time. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't do that. I set and goals. I'm, and I'm positive about that. We'll open up the phone
2: lines for you today at 208-336-3700. Or 1-800-529-KBOI. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to jump in there. Uh, Story that I saw out of the Idaho Capital Sun today. Students in the Boise School District are filing a federal lawsuit against Idaho school officials to keep them from enforcing a new law meant to prevent transgender students from using School restrooms that correspond with their gender identity, not necessarily the gender that they were born with. Signed into law by Governor Brad Little back on March 22nd, Senate Bill 1100 requires the public schools maintain two separate multi-occupancy restrooms, showers, changing facilities and overnight accommodations for students based on their sex assignment at birth. And that law took effect at the beginning of this month, July 1st. According to the law, and I know you know this, Chris, but I'll read it for all of our listeners here today. According to the law, no person shall enter a multi-occupancy restroom or changing facility that is designated for one sex unless such a person is a member of that sex. Drafted by the Idaho Family Policy Center conservative christian policy and research group the law also allows students to sue their school for five grand if they encounter a student using a restroom that doesn't align with their sex assigned at birth how did they arrive at five thousand dollars for that I don't, I don't really have any idea and that's being honest i don't know if that's a a random number they figured this may in
3: fact happen and we don't want them suing the school for more than the school district yeah, like, can actually well but, you come know depending, up with. depending on the jury you get i mean a jury could award you know somebody 2 million bucks or 5000 or nothing the lawsuit was
2: filed in federal court thursday on behalf of Boise High School's sexuality and gender alliance and and they are students mm yes And there's a name here, Rebecca Rowe. It's a rising 7th grade transgender student who is using anonymity to protect her identity. So we don't know exactly who Rebecca Rowe is. This is a name that is... It's like John Doe, Jane Doe, Rebecca Rowe. Rebecca Rowe, Jane Doe. yeah. Plaintiffs are suing the State Superintendent of Education, Debbie Critchfield, the Idaho State Board of Education, and the Boise School District under the claim that the law violates the Equal Protection and Due Process Clauses of the 14th Amendment and Title IX to the Education Amendments of 1972 by singling out transgender youth for discriminatory treatment. Well, you know what? They've got a case. It's been filed. Won't be the last lawsuit, I think, in which discrimination is being asserted against the state for such a law. I was surprised when Governor Bradlittle signed the law.
3: I wasn't, to tell you the
2: truth. Weren't you? No. It's
3: a conservative thing. It's a
2: conservative law. Sure, it's a conservative thing. He's a conservative. He signed it. We've seen plenty of conservative laws that the governor has been smart enough to say, hey, we don't want to sign this law and put it in because... While it's really good that the legislature passes something like this, we actually put it into law, we're going to get sued. And now we're going to have to pay for the lawsuit and whatever damages we're causing when we lose. We'll take a break and take your calls. Okay, let's do that. Excuse me. Uh, Again, the number to call, 208-336-3700. 1-800-529-KBOI or pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless I think Idaho's going to lose this case. We'll talk about it when we come back. KBOI news time
1: is 847.
0: Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike
1: Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 853 now on News Talk KBOI. Rick Worthington in for Mike Casper today. Uh, I've been talking
2: about a story that you'll find in the Idaho Capital Sun today, if you want to check it out, about Boise students suing Idaho officials to protect trans youth from school restroom bill. This is just in the header. According to lawsuit, access to restrooms that correspond with gender identity are an
3: important aspect of gender dysphoria treatment. So as far as the... As far as the students are concerned, if you think you're a female, use the women's bathroom. If you think you're a male, use the men's bathroom. I think. And apart from that, we'll just mind our own business. Correct. I, I think what you're looking at,
2: though, is the and this is why I think the state and or these school officials that are being sued here are going to lose. Because, again, we're talking about gender dysphoria. Gender dysphoria I think we're all pretty clear on what that is now. If you are born a man, but identify as a woman, and you have been medically diagnosed as having gender dysphoria, being told you can't use the other restroom... is not okay by court definition. So where have we seen precedent? How about the state being taken to court by a Edmo who was a prison inmate who wanted the state to pay for her gender dysphoria surgery which is, in other words, a sex change operation. I mean, is that accurate? There's probably a lot more to it that I just honestly don't understand. But that is the gist of it. that is the gist of it. Sued the state because the state said, we won't pay for your gender dysphoria. Well, you know what? The state lost the case. Again, dealing with this particular issue, gender dysphoria. I'm going to tell you, I think the only way The state starts winning cases like this or that case is if somehow you can medically prove that gender dysphoria is BS. If you could prove that, then maybe these cases would go away or you'd start winning them. But again, gender dysphoria is the issue. You're saying you can't make trans not use the bathroom in which they identify. You're going to lose this case. That's why I don't understand why the governor signed it. That's why I don't understand
3: why we keep having these bills come up. I realize that it's a conservative issue. Well, I don't think he based his signature on whether he thought he would win or lose court cases in the future. I just seen that, though. He assumed that was the right thing to do based on what he believed.
2: Well, you know what? I'll I'll buy that, and I'll be okay with that. But again, when we're talking about gender dysphoria, going against medically proven cases, you're going to lose those cases. It's going to cost the school district... It's going to cost the State Board of Education. We'll take a break. Wait, do I go to 59 here? No. No. Okay, we will take a break. Then we'll be 45 right back. more seconds. Gotcha. Okay. All right, so I'll tell you where to call. 208-336-3700. Is Miss Elizabeth is lining up the phone calls right now for us. 1-800-529-KBOI or pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you think that there is a a way to win these cases, I'd sure love to know it. Maybe you just think they're garbage and you want to tell us that. I guess that's okay, too. All right, now I'll go to break. <laughs> I don't want to wait 10 seconds. Can
0: I just do it now?
2: All right. Clearly I don't know the clock in there this as much as
0: I would like to. It's all right, KBOI News Time. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: 906, thanks for hanging out with us on News Talk KBOI today. I'm Rick Worthington, and for Mike Casper, I'll be here this week. It is already 83 outside on our way up into the mid-90s. I heard 93, then I heard 96. I don't know what the temperature is going to be, but it's going to be in the 90s. It's going to be warm. Mm-hmm. much. Talking about a story today that appears in the Idaho Capital Sun. I encourage you to go to IdahoCapitalSun.com and read the story for yourself if you'd like to join the conversation because there's a lot of information that's in the story that I can't read all at once, but I'll, I'll give you the, I'll give you the gist of it. All right. There is a group of students in the Boise school district that have filed a federal lawsuit against Idaho school officials to keep them in from enforcing the new law. That's meant to prevent transgender students from using school restrooms that correspond to their gender identity. We have talked before on this program about gender dysphoria, which is at the heart, once again, of lawsuits that are being filed against state agencies and officials. So I'll let you know first what gender dysphoria is in case you're not familiar with it. Gender dysphoria, it's a medical condition. It occurs when there's a conflict between the sex you were assigned at birth and the gender with which you identify it can create significant distress and can make you feel uncomfortable in your own yeah. body people with gender dysphoria may want to change the way that
3: they express and, their gender and, and dysphoria doesn't just mean that you are transgendered the dysphoria is part of the distress that comes with it it is if, a it's if it's a, if it's messing up your head That you can't be the gender you want to be or that you're, you know, having difficulty. Yes. That's the dysphoria. And it's something that a
2: medical doctor has to identify. I mean, you could have gender dysphoria and a doctor not tell you that's what it is. But typically speaking, you're diagnosed with it. And then you go down the road of now legal battles as Mm -hmm. well. So this particular story is about the students filing this lawsuit and who they are suing to try and basically get it thrown out. And there you go. But gender dysphoria again, is at the heart of this issue, which is why I think this is a loser for the state of Idaho. It's going to be a loser for the school board for the school district trying to keep someone who has gender dysphoria from using the bathroom in which they identify. I know it's something the conservatives have been beaten down the door on, especially during this last legislative session. But in the
3: end, you're going to lose these cases, folks. I don't know that that's a given necessarily. I mean, uh, with you know, conservative judges and whatnot, it's a possibility that uh, somebody, you know, d- despite precedent that has been set, mm-hmm. somebody could go against precedent. And that, I mean, that's really why the, I uh, say this is a loser. Precedent's the, the, been the, set. the current uh, the current Supreme Court has gone against precedent uh, a few times. Yeah, you're right about that. I hadn't really considered the Supreme Court on
2: this. That's a ways up the food chain. But if you would like to discuss this, number to call is 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Steve is up first. Hey there, Steve. How are you today? Good. How you doing, Rick? I'm well, Steve. Thanks for calling. Good. You know, oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. Would Do you, you agree sh- with that? Uh, we're, we're st- I, I didn't catch what you said. Say again, please. Dysphoria is an emotion. Would you agree with that? Dysphoria? Mm, I think it's a condition, yeah. but let's go with well, it. Well, isn't it an let's emotional it.
9: condition? Let's say it's an emotion because it it basically in my mind and the things that I were taught in psychological and psychology class, it's an emotion and it can be very real. It can be very uh, disheartening and it can really affect the way you operate and think. But here's the problem. If you allow feelings to make law, then it's subjects to change on a whim. These people who are dysphoria, gendered. And they're, 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 I'm, they're right. They were assigned a gender at birth and they just don't want to accept that. And that's an issue that they have, not society, not me, not you. That's their issue. And it's an emotional issue. I I get, I, I grant you that. It's an emotion, but you cannot be making law on emotion because what, what do you do when you're angry? Well,
2: I think if that cool were the case off. that you would have an argument here. I I honestly and, do. And I, I'm not I'm not giving you lip service here, Steve. I think what you said makes a lot of sense if it were actually an emotion. But that's not what they're calling it. Well, they not. call it a disorder, not
3: an emotion. However, well, it's 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 ba- it's, it's based on it's based on emotion though because the dysphoria itself is that is the distress that a person experiences due to a mismatch between their gender identity uh, which is their personal sense of their own gender and their and their and their sex at birth now people with gender dysphoria commonly identify as transgender but gender nonconformity is not the same thing as gender dysphoria And it doesn't always lead to dysphoria or distress. There are some people that are are gender nonconformists that don't have any dysphoria at all.
9: Well, and that's the problem we're dealing with here is we have a bunch of people that keep wanting to change the terms, make up new terms like non-binary. We're all binary. We're either male or female, and that was given at birth. That, and And that comes from your parents and and their chromosomes and the way they interact when they when they were formed in the womb you can 't deny the science here, and that 's what 's happening is the science is being denied in favor of emotions, and that that should not be allowed to take over our laws and our condition
3: because well I mean, I've seen people who but the have, study of have the the transition the study of emotions the study of the brain all those things they're science too.
9: Well, yes, they are.
3: Well,
2: then the science of it of seems pretty clear. In,
3: in in in
2: the same terms in which you're speaking, then the science is very clear. Well,
3: and I'm just I'm just making realize- an argument. Science is you. always clear for the moment. Yeah, because science. Which people are continually which tr- which which trumps what you are or what you want to be. Uh, who do we ask about that? Who's, who's in charge? Who's the truth? Who's in Who, charge? What is tr- what is the truth? Who's what in charge? you
2: are or what you think you are?
3: Okay, who's in, who's in Steve, charge? we're is, asking you. You tell us. Y- you're, you're, you're asking uh, us which one is more important than the other one. Well, who's, who's in charge of, well, of telling I, us that?
9: I think the gen- g- gender given birth to me is more important because that's what you are. That's the truth. And if you want to be delusional and change your mind or think something else, And that's a, that's an emotional uh, issue and it needs to be dealt with either with psychologists or reality or the law. Okay. And I hope the law stands firm on this because it needs
2: to. All right. Then I'll ask you one more question. We've gone through this too long. All right. I'll ask you one more question. Why does it matter to you so much? Someone that wants to change their identity. Why does it matter to you?
9: it doesn't matter to me. If they change completely, I don't have a problem with that. But when they're a male and they go into a female's and they have male genitalia and we have problems and, and rape in bathrooms, that's what's happening. And and what's, we can't determine if they're serious well, or not.
3: Except that's there the has, problem. in the United States thus far, there has never been a single case of a transgender person raping somebody in a bathroom.
9: Uh, yes. Yes, there is. And it's in prison. And he he was a male, and he identified as a female, and he went into the, and I can't tell you the one, but it, I've seen the, the report on it.
2: I haven't seen that one. Uh, but okay. I, I, well, I won't say but, there's never rape that's occurred in prison.
9: Well, and Steve, how about I'm going to let you run here because we've got some
2: others that are ready to come on here, but I appreciate the call. And I think we were just going to go round and round and round and round with Steve. But I like the call. We'll take a break. If you're on hold, stay right there. We're going to get to you. I've got a line open, though. 208-336-3700 529 kboi I still think this is a loser of a case for the state of Idaho and I haven't heard anything that changes my mind. KBY news time is 9:15.
0: Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say Alexa. Enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then, when you want to listen, say Alexa. Open 670 KBOI.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It's 919
2: on News Talk KBOI. I'm Rick Worthington along with Chris Walton. The story we're talking about appears in the Idaho Capital Sun. If you want to read it, it says students in the Boise School District filing a federal lawsuit against the Idaho school officials or against Idaho school officials to keep them from enforcing a new law meant to prevent transgender students from using school restrooms that correspond with their gender identity. This case, they are going to win. This after Senate Bill 1100 requiring the public schools maintain two separate multi-occupancy restrooms the law that took effect on July 1st it essentially says only little boys that were born little boys go to the little boys bathroom same same with the girls but the problem is is you have transgender students with gender dysphoria that want to use the restroom to which they identify with and not being allowed to do so plays into this gender dysphoria it's a medical condition diagnosed by their doctor
3: marine bob Wright and he says uh, hi chris just tuned in for a minute to see what you were discussing The fact is that transgenderism or gender dysphoria is a mental illness. If you want to cut off your penis or your breasts, you are mentally ill. Go to a surgeon and tell them you are identifying as a one-armed man and would they amputate one of yours. It won't happen. The fact is you can take hormones and other drugs to change your appearance, but you can never change your chromosomes. You will just be someone dressing up and pretending to be something that you aren't. The normalizing of this kind of thinking is by people trying to disrupt this country. China must be reveling in the chaos that is happening to the United States. While we are going woke in the military and everywhere else, they are getting stronger. We have to turn this Titanic of a country away from the iceberg. That's Marine Ba. Um, okay, as, as far as he says, the fact is that transgenderism or gender dysphoria, they're not the same thing, first of all. mm uh, they are ge- not. Transgenderism is when you believe you should be a different gender, and gender dysphoria is the distress that that causes you. So those are different things. And he also says uh, if you want to cut off those things, you are mentally ill. Not according to the American Psycholog- or the Psych- Psychiatric Association, Correct. who are medical doctors, by the way. And that's part of the problem. They say it's not a mental illness. Is actually quite common. Uh, let's see what I'm else. Let me get
2: Tom in here. He's been waiting for a while. Tom, thanks very much for calling Appreciate you being on KBOI with us today, Tom.
10: Thank you. Uh, I'm also concerned about we'll lose this lawsuit, not because that we didn't do the right thing, but because we have people in the judiciary who don't look for the simplest solution. Um, I have not been in too many women's bathrooms, but I am told that they have stalls in those bathrooms. I know the guys have stalls in their bathrooms, so, if you have an individual who was born a man or a, a, a male, but it feels like in this particular day they want to be a female, they can go into the male bathroom and use the stall, and should not create too much problems for them or anyone else. Um, we were my wife and I had a chance to be. Uh, in San Francisco many years ago, and had a chance to see Phantom of the Opera. And during the intermission, the line into the women's bathroom was all the way around the block, and the guys obviously were going through much more rapidly. Mm-hmm. So the so the girls got into the men's line, and their their mantra was, "You use the urinals, we'll use the stalls." Yeah. So I I understand where some of the people are coming from. I do have a friend who has this issue that we're discussing. Her challenge is, because she was born a female, she says, some days I feel like a girl, some days I feel like a man. So the question is, how do we deal with her, and how do we deal with this issue? Um, So, and my my answer to this is if I were a judge and they brought this thing to me and saying, we feel uncomfortable, so I understand. There are a lot of things in life that make you feel uncomfortable, just use the stall. And the the other issue is that what what are they trying to accomplish with this lawsuit? What are they trying to get? Are they trying to get private bathrooms specifically for these individuals? And how no, do you... no, they're not.
2: They're they're so just they tra- they're just trying to get it so that you can use whichever restroom you identify you identify with, which well the law that just that- went into effect on the first of this month says you
10: cannot do. Well, why? Why couldn't they use the stall based on the gender that they were born under? Why would that create a it's, problem? It's, it's
3: not a it's not a case of being able to sit down or not. That's got nothing to no, do no, with no. it. No,
2: I, 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 I get what you're saying. I'm you're you're saying just go use the stall and let's let's all get along. And I I understand where you're coming from, but someone who has gender dysphoria is saying you trying to tell me I can't is discriminatory, and it is discriminatory based on legal precedent that we've seen. Now, I'm not saying they're right or they're wrong. I'm not taking a side. All I'm saying is you're going to lose this case based on discriminatory practices that's already been set precedent in law. So by passing this bill, you're you're railing for a lawsuit. And here it is 10 days into the month and you've got it.
10: Yeah, my suggestion, my comment would be then what happens when those individuals who are not saying that they have, you know, they do not have not been diagnosed with dysphoria. Now we're coming back and saying, I don't feel comfortable having those people in my bathroom. How do we handle those lawsuits?
2: That's a there is no fantastic question, has-
10: man. Yeah, Just There's use the stalls, we- I
2: guess. I mean, <laughs>
10: I because mean, that argument could go both ways, right? Just use the stalls. Yeah, the the answer to the question is if you were born with a penis, excuse my French, if you were born with a penis, you go to the men's bathroom, and if you don't feel comfortable, you go into the stall and you either stand up or sit down, do whatever you feel comfortable with, and then you leave. Well, Tom, I I
2: appreciate the call today. We've got to go to a break here. But uh, I, I think when we're looking at this particular case, I mean, you've got lawsuits now challenging senate bill 1100 it went into effect as law on july 1 july let's see it was thursday so seven i think mm-hmm. a week into the month pretty much you got your first lawsuit but you had to know it was coming you had to know as soon as that bill was signed and i know i told mike casper i i probably told you as well chris You wait, there's going to be a lawsuit challenging discrimination. And sure enough, a week into the month, we've got our first. 208-336-3700 is the number you can call. We'll be right back. News time is 927.
1: Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are our news talk KBOI.
2: 934 glad you have called this morning at 208-336-3700 we'll jump to the phone line straight away john is in oregon and calls in on news talk kboi this morning hi john what part of oregon are you in today
8: i'm in a little town of 400 it's called haynes
2: all right well thanks for calling today what can we do for you
8: well okay the gender thing um first of all I think it's bad for Idaho and it's bad for the country to be coming down on trans people the way that they're doing too. Uh, this is a biological thing. And you know, it's it's known that not everybody has the right X and Y chromosomes. I mean, there are biological differences in people and a lot of it has to do with hormones. For instance, some women have a lot of testosterone. Some men have a lot of estrogen. Why is that? It's biological. and, It's time for, I think, it's time for America to realize that we're not rooted totally in the Bible. I mean, not all Americans are religious, and it's time for some people to realize Do we want to be a country of the Old Testament or the New Testament. You know, Jesus taught love and understanding. The uh, Old Testament teaches all the stuff you hear about in Leviticus.
2: There was some stoning, yeah.
8: I mean, who do we want to be? Do we want to be a grateful people for our great democracy and love each other, or do we want to just criticize each other for the way they color their head? I mean, it's it's. Uh, what happened to where's Caitlyn Jenner? He's a Republican who has some good ideas. Why do why don't we uh, have him in the conversation? I mean, come on.
2: I don't know. It's an excellent question, John. Thank you very much for the call. We appreciate you listening in Oregon today.
3: Some people can't. Uh... Or have a hard time dealing with the fact that uh, Caitlyn Jenner actually is a conservative. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Because <laughs> they don't think that you know somebody who is uh, transgendered could be a conservative. Well, this is a very particular case where the plaintiffs are suing. Well, let's
2: see: the state superintendent of education, Debbie Critchfield, the Idaho State Board of Education, and the Boise School District, under the claim. That keeping them from using the restroom of their choice, I say them, I mean transgenders with gender dysphoria, that the law violates the Equal Protection and Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment and Title IX of the Education Amendments of 72 by singling out transgender youth for discriminatory
3: treatment. So, and of course, that's based on the belief that if you are transgender, you should be treated as the gender that you are transitioning into which is what legal precedent says you're it, supposed it
2: it to does do. it does now yeah june in eagle thank you very much for calling us june appreciate you holding on KBOI. Can we, what can we do for you today
5: it's jim in eagle by the way Jim, uh, jim. i'm sorry uh, it
2: says june on my list okay. but you know i'm miss I'm elizabeth, elizabeth will get spanked but i'll <laughs> <he's, laughs> so let
5: you call me june uh, he's on he's been on right right hold here since here.
2: june that's right yeah, Hi, Jim. Thank you. Let me
5: dive right in real quick here. Go for Um, it. Number one, the last caller was talking about dyeing your hair and stuff. That's not what this is about. No. And, um, you know, the Bible and everything, Jesus said, follow me and change. Didn't say, follow me and I'll do what you're doing. But number two, my big concern is that these people have a mental condition that's being ignored. And you can go to Finland and Sweden online, look it up. These two nations were the first ones to embrace this in the 60s. The first ones to start doing sex change, and they started subsidizing living expenses for the people. And you know what? They just passed a law that nobody under 21 can be treated now Mm -hmm. because they have found that even with everything they have, all the support that these folks have in those nations, they still have the highest suicide rate, they have the highest rate of schizophrenia they have the highest rate of manic depression of any other group in society and going along and, and giving them everything they want did not change a damn thing and they are backtracking on it now and i think that we need to look at them because they have the longest experience dealing with this phenomenon number three in washington state right now in the penitentiaries they've got a whole bunch of male people who said they identify as a female and they've moved them into the women's uh, prison and they got all these babies popping up. So I'm going to tell you, just because someone's transgender doesn't mean they are gay or doesn't mean they're not excited or capable of impregnating the opposite sex. I think what we're we're talking about, though, really, Jim, one other thing, one of the real quick, because I know you're going to jump on me and tear my ass apart. But (laughs) let me just say (laughs) this is there are and there are several very highly respected psychologists that have testified before Congress saying this is absolutely untested, unproven theory that they they are opposed to this and they are being shut down by their own profession. And these people, have, some of them have 40 to 50 years treating these situations. We are not seeing this treated strictly as a medical situation. We are seeing it treated as a empowerment to the politician. So, I'm getting right, a little Jim. fed up with it. So, I think they need to I think we need to look at countries that have been dealing with this a long time. These folks have a mental situation. They need to be treated as mental patients. And my big concern also is that what does this affect the other children? Everyone's talking about how this is going to affect the, the what, one, two percent? What about the other people that are the majority?
2: So.
3: All right, Jim, thank you very it. much. Appreciate you getting it all in there. But I, I think well, and a, the reason they don't treat it as a mental illness is because the majority of psychiatrists don't believe it is. Yeah, the, and the, yes, there are some that believe it is, but the majority don't. Sure, and you'll find that in medicine, there are always doctors
2: that think, you know, some something is not what the mm-hmm. the standard is. I say the standard. That's why it's called, I, I why it's called no, I, practicing I, I can, medicine. Man, I can tell you this. Oh, in. I've had so much experience with doctors and medical treatments, and you guys probably know what my story is about my wife, my son, having cancer. So I could tell you this. There was always somebody out there that said, we can cure whatever they have, whatever cancer that is, and there was some of the craziest junk you ever heard, but they said they had proof that eating lemons every day would create an acidic area of your body and yeah lemons you know what it was garbage but they believed it was true we didn't try all those things of course my point is there's always a doctor out there that goes against what other doctors say is the medical norm and maybe maybe they're right in some cases i'm sure that is true but in this case the medical norm is Gender dysphoria is not looked at as, a, as an emotional issue, as it has been suggested on this show, but it is, in fact, a disorder, and that not treating someone with a disorder like that with anything more than what the standard is, or telling someone that has gender dysphoria they can't use the bathroom of their choice, is, in fact, discrimination. That's what the law says. So if you pass a law like this, like we did, and it went into effect July 1st, you had to have been known. You're picking a fight. There's a lawsuit coming. Not even a week in after that law was enacted, there's your first lawsuit. Anybody that wants to talk to me about a waste of tax dollars that's a waste that's a huge waste it's going to cost hundreds of thousands if not millions of dollars to fight this case
3: you had to have known when you passed this what you were doing the legislature though uh, and the and the governor for the most part it, traditionally in Idaho they don't shy away from uh future well sometimes they do trips to court you i remember though very clearly
2: when we had the first gender dysphoria case come up uh, of Adrie Edmo, Governor Brad Little even said, I don't mind fighting this case because it sets precedent and also it keeps us from having these types of things come up every single time we have someone with gender dysphoria in prison. We're going to have to pay for their surgery. And so they went ahead and fought it. And I understood that. And if that's the case here as well, all right, you're going to go through the legal
3: process, but Idaho, it's going to cost you. But uh, several years ago, uh, when Butch Otter was the governor, he had put aside, he had announced that he was putting aside a million dollars to fight same-sex marriage. And so I said during an interview, I said, uh, the experts are starting to say that we're just weeks away, which we were, weeks away from the Supreme Court ruling that same-sex marriages are okay in all 50 states. I said, so putting aside the million dollars, I said, are we not just throwing a million dollars down the drain on something that's an inevitability? Mm -hmm. And he said, no, we're not. He says, it's our principle to fight this, and so if it costs a million dollars, we're going to do it. Mm. And so he was doing it on principle, uh, but was not shying away from the fact that probably it would end up going to court. Got it. As, As it is, though, nobody has sued Idaho about it, because... Idaho went with the, uh, the rest of the nation when the Supreme Court declared it to, uh, right to be legal. Is it Scott that's online for Miss Elizabeth? What does
2: it say? It's Scott. Thanks for my, very much for calling, Scott. You're on KBOI. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Thank so, you.
7: Um, Jim made a uh, uh, point, which was one of mine, is what, what, about, what about those kids who feel uncomfortable about having somebody in the restroom? Is there any consideration about about them and, their, and them being discriminated against? Um, it, it seems like this whole argument's based on uh, small percentage of the population. Why, why can't they use gender-neutral bathrooms?
2: I, I understand your your point here, but when we're talking about discrimination, nobody is discriminating against the children that already have the right to use the bathroom. All we're talking
3: about instead is discriminating against the people that you're telling well, you can't but, use but, the bathroom. But, but what he's talking about is uh, is consideration given sure to those who wouldn't be comfortable with somebody coming in. Now, this, this, this lawsuit has been filed by a group of students who clearly are not the least bit uncomfortable mm-hmm. with it. And we don't really hear much from the people that are uncomfortable with it, students and whatnot. We do hear from their parents once in a while. Mm-hmm. But most of the students just don't mention it. Scott, I think well, you understand the point I was making though, right?
7: No, well, I understand the point you're making and, and yes, you're sir. and you're and and I'm sure you, you know, saw the articles or read the articles about the the female swimmers who had to change in a, a broom closet because they were so uncomfortable being in the same locker room with the the guy that a girl swimmer or whatever, however that works. I understand that. But Yes, sir. What about what about their emotions or their feelings? Do they are they not taken into account? Aren't they being discriminated against? Don't do they have to be subjugated to something that makes them super uncomfortable?
3: That is I, a, that I, is a consideration of yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's yeah. why the that's why it's end up, it's gonna it end up going to court and hasn't just. Been. Look, I, I think it's a good point, my man. I, I really do.
2: I. Well, the, the reason they they want to use the same the restroom they identify with,
7: it's not about using the restroom. It's it's not about that. They can use a they could use a, a gender neutral restrooms. Those are everywhere. But it's really about uh, an agenda. And and like Jim and like a lot of callers, I'm kind of sick and tired of it. When did this become a thing? Well, first of all, general neutral,
3: gender-neutral bathrooms aren't everywhere. Most places don't have them. No,
7: no, no, they're not. But they could build them. They don't it might be cheaper to do bathroom. that.
2: But I think the, the point still is, if you're telling me I can't use that bathroom, According to the law, it's discrimination. It's, it's an ugly word. Anytime we're talking about well, discrimination, we could agree on that. If we talk about yeah, discrimination, agree. it's just an ugly word. It's like, I don't want to discriminate against anybody, right? It's just hard from that perspective. And by the way, Scott, I got to run, but thanks so much for calling today. We're not going to get an answer in this program. But we'll take our final call when we come back. KBY time is 948.
1: And Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 952, I've got one more on hold, and I promised that I would get there, so
2: I'll do that first. Bill from Nampa, thanks for calling us this morning on News Talk KBOI.
10: Yay! Okay, I real quick. I was in the Navy in
5: 1967 to 71 in Hong Kong, first R&R had to go to the bathroom, looked around, didn't see anything that said men or women, couldn't read Chinese. So we asked, and they said, Benjo. Walked into Benjo, it's about 8 by 8, got a hole in the floor. Me and my buddy are taking a leak, and all of a sudden this little Chinese lady comes in, pushes us aside, pulls up her skirt, goes to the bathroom and
10: leaves. Why not have those here?
1: Well, that
2: that is a different consideration, Bill. I hadn't even considered that. But thank you very much for the recommendation.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Kind of goes against... uh, That's called baños in Mexico. Kind of goes against, uh, you know... uh, Well, convention, I guess. It goes against uh, American convention.
2: Yeah, we usually do it a little differently than that.
3: (laughs) Elizabeth
2: doesn't even know how to respond. She's just giggling it. Look, this discrimination
3: makes us all uncomfortable. Jen. Go ahead, Chris. Jen says, Tom is way too rational. I'm a Republican female woman. She born raised in Idaho, and I've lost count how many times over the years my girlfriends and I have used stalls, bathrooms, portables in bars, restaurants, concerts, rodeos, schools, gyms designed for men your callers that are adamant that it shouldn't happen have no idea how much it already does mm-hmm. the caller citing trans rape in jail as the reason to deny access is reaching and uh looking too far to justify his fear that's according to jim i would recommend
2: that if you want more information about this particular story and these lawsuits that are being put forward go to the go to the website com and read the story all right we also have it on com. It's a link to the Idaho Capital Sun story so that you can get all of the information there.
3: Jeremy writes in, hello all, question for you. If you're a minor these days, there are places that you can initiate a sex change even without parental knowledge. However, that same minor is deemed not mature enough to make the decision to have sex. What's the difference? Well, like I say, look for consistency in uh, the law and you may not find it. Uh, yeah, there's that. Any more emails or, or comments? Somebody says, the conversation you're having is against American tradition. It is? Well, And what does that matter if it is? Uh, somebody says, my niece was cured from epilepsy from a mostly bacon diet. So food does work in some cases. You just have to find what works for the individual.
2: Oh, that's good.
3: However, I, they haven't... Uh, figured out a, a cure for cancer yet no matter what food you eat no Does, you turmeric doesn't
2: help with cancer sorry it's gonna be hot today be careful if you got to be out working in it today and we'll try and do better tomorrow it just just when we talk discrimination it's so hard to, yeah all right we'll try again next time kboi news time